What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. We want to go back to the World Economic Forum in Davos. We're joined now by Michael Schonenstein, uh, Grayscale Investments CEO. No better person to talk to in relation to this conversation. Hey, Michael, let's just start straight up with flows. We've seen about half a billion dollars pulled out uh, of uh, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust just in the last, say, a week or so. Does that surprise you? Does that worry you? What do you make of that? Well, I, first of all, it's great to be back, and thank you so much for having me. Great to be joining you guys from Davos. Um, you know, I think when we look at how GBTC came to market, it was a really differentiated approach. It came to market with $28 billion of assets under management, really tight trading spreads, a very diversified base of investors, and 10 years of, of you know, operating history. Um, and so I think with a fund of this size, you know, it's the second largest commodity ETF in the world, um, you know, we're certainly not surprised to see some of the flows in the product over the first couple of days. And more importantly, rather than using flows as a measure, we're actually looking at trading volumes. The first day that GBTC traded on NYSE, it was the ninth most actively traded ETF in the US. So some really staggering numbers for GBTC's debut. Yeah, volumes can be in or out. Michael, it's Guy, great to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Look, one of the things people are pointing to with you guys is you've still got relatively high fees. Some of your new competitors don't. How are you going to square that circle? Well, again, I think it comes down to investors having choice. The reception we've heard from the investment community is really one of really thanking Grayscale, thanking GBTC for forging a path for these other products to come mm -hmm. to market. GBTC, you know, paved the way through our SEC lawsuit, our SEC victory, and ultimately really over the last 10 years developing the disclosures and the operations and the mechanics that now other asset managers and other issuers get to borrow from. Now, that being said, we're meeting investors where, you know, they're trying to invest. And I think mm -hmm. that from a market perspective, GBTC's fee really does differentiate itself by those factors, the size and liquidity, the track record. Totally get that. Is it worth 100 basis points? We certainly think it is. I think for an asset class like crypto, a lot of people are pointing to the fact that some new entrants are coming into the space, some of the world's largest asset managers. But this is their first time dealing in crypto assets, operating crypto investment vehicles. And so as an investor, when you're choosing amongst these products, fee is a consideration, the asset manager, the issuer behind it is a consideration, but so should size, liquidity, and again, that track record. Michael, so much anticipation over so many years. Was it worth the wait? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it was worth the wait. Um, you know, if you're going to ask me that question, I'm going to take this moment uh, to once again thank investors for, for supporting us along the journey, supporting folks like you guys who've been helping us tell the story over the years. Um, this is such a milestone. This is such an inflection point. And to, you know, have that milestone occur last week and now be able to come to Davos the following week and elevate the conversation around crypto with some of the world's leaders, um, that's what we're here to do, to elevate GBTC and mm -hmm. broader understanding of crypto. So you've also been looking into new covered call funds that you're looking to offer as well. What's the rationale behind that? Is that to keep existing money or is it to draw in new money? 
Well, one of the big benefits to investors that we're eager to get to now that GBTC is on NYSC is the fact that we're looking forward to having options traded on GBTC. On the OTC market where the fund has been since 2015, there are no listed options. And so for a lot of investors, they're eager to start having options to manage their positions. And being able to offer, for instance, a covered call strategy may allow some investors to have passive long GBTC exposure, but also earn some additional income. So that is a product we filed for. And I think it really underscores our commitment, not just to GBTC, but to crypto more broadly. We want to surround the ecosystem of GBTC to create an even more robust environment. You could argue, Michael, that that strategy is premised on the idea that we are going to see maybe significantly less movement in Bitcoin pricing. We're going to see significantly less volatility. Is that effectively what you're pointing to with this this product? And, And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, I don't think it's really for us so much a measure of volatility, but instead that we've heard directly from investors. They want to passively belong this you know, asset class. They believe that it's still early days for crypto. They want to see that price appreciation. And if they can earn some yield in order um, you know, to maximize their returns, then that's a product that they'd potentially be interested in investing in. Um, Michael, I know you're going to talk the book on this one, but there's 11 ETFs out there, maybe a couple more coming in. So maybe let's say 13. How many do you think realistically we're going to see in the next couple of years? Well, I think that we're honestly at the beginning of the life cycle of where crypto assets are going to be, certainly in the U.S. Now that we have spot Bitcoin ETFs, they're now firmly weaving Bitcoin into the you know, fabric of the financial system. Over time, I do think as the dust settles after a lot of the anticipation that's been built up around these products coming to market, you will ultimately see a couple of products that attain you know, a certain size where they have you know, a track record, a certain asset base, a certain investor base alongside GBTC. So do we ultimately need 11, 12, 13, you know, spot Bitcoin ETFs? No. But should investors still have choice among several products? Absolutely. Michael, thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate it. Totally understand why you're in Davos for a victory lap. All I would say is Jamie Dimon, apparently off limits. He doesn't want to talk about it. Bitcoin is, is <laughs> well, something that when, he doesn't want to focus Jamie on. Said he does, Jamie said he doesn't want to talk about it anymore, but I'd be happy to chat with him anytime he likes. No doubt. <laughs> uh, I, I, Thank I, you, guys. I'm absolutely certain of. Great to see you, Michael. Thanks very much indeed. Michael Schottenstein of Grayscale. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.